What would happen if you stopped turning a blind eye to poor behavior? It could be a boss, a colleague, leadership, or it could be more on the personal side. Maybe you've got a friend, a partner, or a family member that treats you this way. What would happen? Would you get fired? Maybe be disliked? Or the one you're probably most concerned about is being labeled as difficult or being bitchy instead of strong for having a freaking backbone. Let's talk about what it could be costing you to stay in a job or situation where you're experiencing poor treatment. Tired of staying in your career because of everyone else's expectations? Frustrated by the curveballs life has thrown your way? Unsure of how to navigate the journey ahead? If you said yes, say hello to your new hangout. Welcome to the Reinvention Warrior Podcast. I'm your host, Susie Q. Just like you, I was desperate to leave my 16-year career while also navigating major life hurdles. Rather than be a victim, I faced my fears, created a plan, and took action. I overhauled my life and successfully left corporate. Now, it's your turn. This is the place where your determination takes center stage. You'll learn strategies to navigate the chaos, and your transformation will be unleashed. It's time to armor up, ladies. We are warriors. Let's blaze our own path. Just like I shared at the very beginning of this episode in the intro, like truly, what is the worst that could happen? You might get fired, or are you just going to be disliked by people? Truly think about what's the worst case scenario. I mean, I don't ever curse on this show, and I said a curse word in the introduction. And if people don't like it, then they can skip this episode, or they can fast forward through that one part. It's not my norm, but there's context, right? There are things that we, unfortunately, as women get labeled in the workplace, and it's time to be transparent. It's time for me to not be overly sensitive, right? Because I feel like sometimes our world is overly sensitive. And oftentimes we worry a lot about the worst case scenario. But on the other hand, I like to also see things as the flip side. And is it possible of what is the best case scenario, right? Like, because of the language that I use, maybe someone's like, "Ooh, I love this girl. She's sassy, right? Like, "Ooh, give me more of that. Fantastic. Well, welcome. Thanks for joining me here. I'm so glad that you are. But we always focus on the negative, or I think not always, but a lot of the times we focus on the negative and we forget to also consider that there's a positive side to things. So today I'm going to have a little fun with you, okay? I am going to set the stage for you and share with you one of my experiences and see if you can find yourself in this same scenario, okay? So I, I was, it was my very first day back to my job when I was in my career and I had been out on leave for three months and was very ill. I was recuperating from an internal hemorrhage that was I mean, almost killed me. So it was pretty significant. And 
um, I had to come back because my benefits were about to run out if I didn't come back to work. Essentially, I had no choice because here I am paranoid about my health and trying to figure out like, how do I get better? How do I heal? Like I'm still not myself three months after the fact. And so I started returning to work part time just to like maintain my benefits and to like try and get myself moving a little bit. But I wasn't recovered in full transparency. I was not fully recovered in the incident of collapsing off of my bed and losing consciousness. I broke my toe and because I was hemorrhaging in my like core of my body, I truly believe and my doctor even agreed with me that because my body was so worried on healing my core, like the trunk of my body, that my extremities were very distant, you know, like literally they're so far away from like your heart and the core of your body that it took me so much longer to recover from a fractured toe, which sucked. And it was my right foot, so that was my driving foot, you know, all these things. So keep that in the back of your mind. We're setting the stage here. And I'm literally two hours into my shift and my boss asked to have a meeting with me. And I'm like, well, of course, it's my first day back. Got to get oriented, get me up to speed, right? Like what you would anticipate in that kind of a meetup with your boss when you've been out of the office for so long. And so I get into the office. I sit down with my notebook ready to figure out like, all right, let's hit the ground running here and do as best as I can with the limited amounts of energy that I've got. And out of the corner of my eye, I see HR walking in and closing the door. So that right there didn't set a really good precedent, right? Like it already had me on edge and I was like, well, so then in hindsight, like then I looked, then I reflected in the moment and I was like, well, I shouldn't be worried because this was a medical leave. And so HR is probably making sure that my boss is not, you know, like nagging me or asking me questions about my medical conditions and making sure that it's all ethical, right? So that's in my head. I'm like, oh, well, that's okay. You know, this is to protect me and protect the company. So I, you know, kind of like let that go. No big deal. And then, you know, of course I get the, what I now call the obligatory question of like, well, how are you doing? You know? And of course I was honest and said, well, I feel crappy. <laughs> like I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but I don't feel so great. Like I'm still in pain. You can see I move very slowly. I'm still swollen and you know, my body is not a hundred percent. I had barely just started driving and so it was really, you know, me being transparent. And so, you know, then I just got the like the head nods and shakes from the two of them. And I was like, okay. And then I was proceeded to be told how I left my organization on a lurch and how I basically abandoned them. And, um, not only was I questioned for some personal things that I started doing, which was I had launched a motivational podcast while I was home, but no one really understands that when you are literally home for three months straight, you cannot drive yourself anywhere. You cannot do much for yourself because everything hurts. Lifting, sitting, standing, walking, like everything hurts because it feels like pins and needles coursing through the center of your body. Um, 
no one understands how insanely bored out of your mind you get. You know, you can only stare at the TV for so long. I could only read so many books. Like, there, I can only write so much, right? You get the gist of it. So as I was in that season, I wanted to do something that, like, could help uplift me in this really crappy season of my life. And also something that I could, you know, motivate other women. So, and at this time, so this is pre-COVID, so remote work, like, that wasn't an option at the time, so it's not like I could sit there and just, like, work from home, like, no big deal, because I needed access to the restroom, and I needed access to, like, and go at my pace, I guess, you know, move slowly and intentionality, and honestly, like, I launched my podcast because I needed an outlet. I needed something to distract me from all this pain that I was in. And it required absolutely zero physical movement, right? Um, and honestly, I just felt like it had helped me when I was healing because sometimes the situation that I was in, that scenario, just made me sad. So it was a way to uplift myself. But like I said, you know, I was always finding myself like in pain while I was sitting, walking was hurting me and my energy levels oh my gosh I remember exactly how that was and I could stand up and do dishes for like you know wash a couple cups and a bowl or something like that like a couple little things and then I would I would you know rinse them off wash them and then I was like oh my god I gotta go sit down you know like it was exhausting like it just tired me but my body was had lost all that blood and it needed to like re-energize itself. And then throughout my healing process, I had multiple events happen that caused me to have more bleeding again. So it wasn't like a one and done deal. Like it happened one night and that was it. Like this was a continuous journey and process for me. So it was just really hard. And then, like I said, I could barely drive at this point. Like for the long, for months I had not driven And then when I would go in the car as a passenger, like to go to my appointments, like I even had my family taking me to appointments because I was terrified to even try driving because of how bad the pain was. And I would take a pillow in the car with me to put on my abdomen so my seatbelt could, you know, come across my, like the lap belt could go across without hurting me. And the strap that goes across your chest, like I was in agony, like I was in so much pain. So I tried to protect myself as best as I could. So imagine like going to work like that every day, like majorly would bite to have to do that. So I tried for as long as I could to stay home or recover. And, you know, when I was thinking back to this situation and this scenario, like the night before the rupture happened and I hemorrhaged, like I had been working really, really late on a massive project that I was working on. And I think that's why when I was being told that, like, I basically bailed on my job and I bailed on my responsibility, it hurt a lot because I took so much pride in my work and I still do to this day. Like, I worked all kinds of hours to be able to deliver the very best products all the time. And the way that they approached me was just like, my integrity was being questioned in this meeting and I was not okay with that. My work ethic was being questioned and I was like, what the hell's going on? And my commitment and my dedication was being questioned. And after I had been there for almost 14 years at this point with nothing but the most stellar and top 5% rankings in the entire organization, like I was the bomb employee. Okay, let's just be fully transparent. Let's just, let me pat myself on the back for a minute here. But I was a phenomenal employee. I worked hard. I delivered. I over-delivered. 
all the time because I pride myself in that because I work really hard for where I was at. And so thinking of all of that, I just remember sitting there in disbelief thinking like, this is what I'm being greeted with. Like I literally almost died three months ago and you're sitting here basically, basically grilling into me. And after I had given just so much to my freaking career and almost lost my life, like this is really sad to say, but it's exactly how I felt. It just made me realize that if I had died, they would have replaced me in a heartbeat. Like they'd have been like, oh, well, water under the bridge, keep on going. And that really was so disheartening for me. And I had already created pretty decent boundaries for myself before this event had occurred. But this incident, this session, meeting, whatever you want to call it, it just really made me evaluate my boundaries and made me take them up to another level. So the reason why I share this story with you is I really want you to think about what happens for you if you push back and you speak up for yourself, right? That can look like creating new boundaries for yourself. It could look like standing up for what your values are. And it can also look like no longer just turning a blind eye to toxic or poor behavior. And honestly, sometimes I do regret that I didn't speak up for myself more in that moment and file a formal complaint like through the company, through the organization. But in the moment when I was there, I did push back. And I, number one, said how inappropriate that it was that they approached me like this on the very first day back. And to provide such outlandish accusations, and I defended myself, and I exactly what I shared about my reviews and my hard work and all the things that I've done for the organization, like all the sacrifices that I made, like those were insignificant to them. So I did speak up in the moment, but I guess where I say that I have regret is really about not taking it a step further. But the reality is that I was really scared. Number one, I knew that if I didn't return, like if I was just like, oh my God, no, I need to go and, you know, extend my leave even more or whatever, like my health benefits would no longer be covered. And when you're on the verge of death, like that's the last thing you want to do is not have health coverage, right? I was terrified of what was going on with my body. I was still recuperating. I was still seeing doctors often. And from that point, like I had multiple surgeries, right? Like there's things that happened that I needed my insurance. So I was scared. And then I didn't want to tarnish my professional career because I had worked so hard on it. And I honestly did consult with an attorney. And what she asked me was, are you ready to walk away from your career if you decide that you want to pursue this? If you want to come after them, she's like, I don't see why you wouldn't go after them. But you have to know that this is the end of your career here. And in all sincerity, I just wasn't ready yet. Like I just clung way too tightly to what I considered to be security and to what was familiar, right? That was my comfort zone. And I just, I settled. I really did just settle. And honestly, I would mostly say it wasn't because of anything other than my health benefits. I was so terrified because I was sick. So we all have different circumstances. So I don't know what circumstances you're facing 
or what scenario scenario you are in that you're just like, I need to do something different and I need to stand up for myself because this is no longer tolerable, then this is what I want you to think about. I want you to consider all these things. Are you finding yourself stuck in the same way I was stuck? And what I would tell myself now, looking back, is that Susie, you are worth it. You can move forward gracefully as you see fit. And on top of it, like the pandemic was just beginning to take form at this time. And having that uncertainty on top of my health declining, like that was a scary combination, right? And something that I didn't want to wager on. And honestly, as much as I may regret not having spoken up a little bit differently in the moment with HR and maybe escalating it to like the top manager, I don't regret my decisions. And I don't regret that I stayed there as long as I did. And you're probably like, really? Why? <laughs> you know, like, why, Susie? Because it created resilience in me. And I have this rockin' warrior attitude. And I have this deep desire to help women escaping these same types of situations. So it prepared me to help you on your journey. It prepared me to show you the way so that you don't have to do it blindly the way that I did because there was no one holding their hand out and saying, hey, come here, I'll show you the way. I didn't have that in that type of way or that type of support. I did have support in terms of friends who had been there and could help guide me or help answer questions. But it wasn't nearly the same as what I was experiencing. And so that's where I don't regret where I was at and what I went through. Because it taught me what I need for this season of my life now. For the battles that I'm preparing to, you know, to move forward in in my life. For the things that I'm experiencing in the future, right? The things that I will experience at some point. Like the dark times that we go through or the hardships that we face, they prepare us and there are things that we gain from those experiences to help us in the future. So just remember that. And then the thing that I really want you to consider here is that what will happen if you let the poor behavior continue for long, for like a really long time, right? In the longer term. I always look at things from the flip side. So the things that I thought about was what impact will your health have if you tolerate poor behavior or bad boundaries, right? Maybe you have bad boundaries. Your, your health will be impacted. You're going to be super stressed. You're going to have terrible sleep. You're going to have bad habits and routines. And this one was hard because I found myself here, but you start to become or you start to feel hopeless, right? Like, there's this hopelessness that comes over you and we're warriors around here. And while there might be situations where we feel that way, that is not a constant state of mind for us here. And I'm not allowing you and giving you permission to stay there. Like, can it happen? Yes. Can you get there and feel that way for a while? Yes. But then do we conquer it and overcome it? Absolutely. Right? Something else that can happen to you and it happened to me too is you start to gain like you get angry and you have bitterness and resentment towards the people who are causing you this distress and then the unfortunate thing is that we then have a lack of self-belief in ourselves which is not okay but 
it happens because we just feel like we're getting beat down constantly over and over. So again, I want to take this back to the whole core of this topic today is what's the worst that could happen? And using my story as an example is I could be fired and I would have to find another job or dip into savings temporarily, right? Maybe I might have to take on multiple small jobs to make ends meet for myself and my family. Or maybe I have to start selling things to start paying for our necessities. Those are some of the worst case scenarios that I thought about. And on the other hand, what's the best that could happen? Number one for me was I wanted to be heard and respected. And having that just makes you feel amazing. You could also find better opportunities in other places. And you can also start a business with the savings that you had already set aside to prepare you for that transition that you were wanting to make at some point. So no matter if your situation is similar to what I experienced, but at the very end of the day, the key here is for you to learn how to stand up for yourself in any circumstance. It could be a job, a relationship, or an event. You have the right to speak up and to be heard. And this is your time to declare your worth. I understand that the outcome could be very scary, but which is worse, being constantly beat down feeling disrespected, staying unfulfilled, knowing you're worth more but letting your fears consume you? Isn't it time to unleash that warrior within? I think it's time. Let's go. Was there a golden nugget or two that made you instantly think of a friend or loved one who could use some inspiration? If you've ever had someone text you something that made them think of you, it puts the biggest smile on your face, doesn't it? If you can share this episode with one person, imagine the ripple effect we can have together. Let's collectively bring all the warriors in our lives to create a reinvention revolution. If you enjoyed today's episode, it would mean the world to me if you could leave me a five-star rating and review over on iTunes. It only takes you about 60 seconds to let me know what you think and what you want to hear more of. I'm pouring my heart into bringing you this content and your review goes a long way. Thanks for tuning in and I'll see you on the next one.